What happens when the streets understand politics? What happens when anger turns into passion? What happens if everyone was woke? I'm James, and my co-host's name is Billy. Together, we're trying to figure out questions like that and more, along while ranting and raving about today's political climate. What's up, guys? It's another episode of Off Center. It's your boy, James. And I'm Billy. And we're glad to have you. Do yourself a favor. Go to Twitter. Follow us right now at Off Center Now. Twitter. Follow us right now at Off Center Now. 200 followers. 200. Actually, 205. Look at us. We blow it up! Thank you. We love all our fans. People I didn't even know listen to the podcast was like, oh, it sounds great. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just glad somebody listening to us. So Me too. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm talking into just an empty space and like there's nobody on the other end of it. But Right. Hey, well. No, so thank you. Hey, so today we're going to be talking about cricket politicians. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've been on the mics, right? Feel like forever. Yeah, it's been a minute. It definitely has been a minute. You know, there's this thing that's called work. Yeah. That kind of has consumed me. I don't know. What about yourself? It's consumed most of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Adulting. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Like you said, we're going to talk about some crooked politicians. I mean, just in the spirit of this week and the shit that's been going on with your president. Well, you know I love Trump. You know I love him. Yeah. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to love this guy. So we're going to talk about that and then we're going to discuss some hot topics and stuff. At the end, right? Uh, well, it's more like, I guess, yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, cricket politicians, then we'll talk about impeachment. Oh, yes. We'll dive into that. How a can I bit. forget about it, that? And we'll uh, close with like some hot topics and that final word. It sounds great. All right. So, when I was first thinking about this episode, I honestly thought it would be just an episode where we just get back on the mics, we have some fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't prepared to write anything. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research and I was thinking, I said, this is, this is no game. Crooked politicians is like a serious thing. And I just started going down this rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and I made the connection where crooked politicians make crooked decisions, which cripple people like us. Is that original? That's original. Oh, look at you. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I mean, but crooked politicians is like a, it's like America's virus. It's like, it started somewhere, probably Chicago, uh, and then just like spread across the country. And, and now no matter where you're at, you get some kind of version of a crooked ass politician. Even yes. in your, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because we may, we got some, some people who are on the right that listen to us and we want to make sure we respect everybody. But <laughs> I mean, if you look at TV, there are plenty examples of, a crooked politician. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we're in a hub of crooked politicians. Of course, yeah. Chicago's so crooked. Yeah, this city is so damn crooked. Our last two or three governors are in prison. You know, I had a a person who uh, worked in the building beside mine, mm-hmm. and I, I mentioned to him about uh, some political aspirations in the future or what have you, and just like something just I was playing with in my oh, mind, right? You okay. know what I'm saying? It was a fleeting idea. Uh-huh, it wasn't. Because I was about to press you on that. No, let's not. Please. Anyway, I mentioned it. And 
he went in on just the history of Chicago's uh, mayors and how they're connected to the mob. And and look, I'm not trying to throw conspiracy theories out there. I'm just repeating what this guy told me out of nowhere, downtown Chicago, off of Wabash, you know, you get some characters off of Wabash. But uh, yeah, he just began to just go in about, you don't want to, you don't want to be a part of this shit here, you know? It's uh, it's crooked. The mafia's in there. The mob's this. Yeah. The mob kills this. The mob took out Harold Washington. Washington. Yeah, the mob yeah. took out Harold Washington. You That's don't a wanna, big conspiracy. Yeah, you know what I mean? You don't want to get right. involved in that. If I had political aspirations, they're gone. That's sad. It is sad. But that, my friend, is America. Right. And, and I'm actually glad that you brought that up. So I have this weird, weird theory that this actually leads to voter suppression and other things. Like you just said, you don't even want to supposedly run for office anymore. Or maybe next time you don't want to vote because you don't like the candidates or something like that. And uh, you know, that might that might be one of those one of those stories that, you know, like, you know, when the Republicans talk about the Democrats, like if you've been watching the impeachment hearings, when the Republicans talk about the Democrats and they like, you just made up some shit. Yeah. That, that's what that sounds like. You just oh, made up some oh, shit. Oh, you're accusing me of making up something. That's what that sounds like. You just made up something. Yeah, I did it. So, <laughs> like I said, this leads to voter suppression and I'll explain. Mm-hmm. So, if I am rigging the system, okay, continuously... Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to your town and I'm saying that I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to do that. And then I don't see you again until re-election season. At that point, you've lost confidence in me. Now, imagine that times 10. After so many times of feeling that agony and feeling that lost hope, you begin to feel some type of depression. OK, when it comes to voting. So politicians have picked up on this over the years and they play on corruption because they know that most people believe that we're corrupt anyway. So Mm -hmm. we're going to just go out here, do the same thing, suppress the vote. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because these people don't want to vote. They stick to their base. They don't go outside the base. Okay. And they win the election. That's how you get people in office that's been there since before we were born. So you're saying they capitalize on the environment. That's the yeah. problem. The environment that they kind of yeah, create. Yeah, but I wanted to explain because it was fun. Oh, okay. So we talk about crooked politicians so much, but we don't talk about what a politician is supposed to look like. I agree. Like, we have a broad example of politicians right now. You can go on TV, you can find the super angry Texan, or you can find the really nice teacher from Massachusetts or you could find the super techie guy from California. I mean, it's just, it's so many variations, but there's a large sense of people that feel like there, there still isn't a politician or politicians that resemble them. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm speaking not necessarily just on representation uh, when we're talking race, but representation when we're talking life and life experiences. So, Tell me about your perfect politician. What would he look like? Or so, she? So I'm actually glad that you asked me this question because I think on two sides of the coin here, we should have a politician that inspires people, that get people out to vote and things like that. What, what I believe is, is that you have to, number one, find a politician that holds your values. Like you go back to that lifestyle. We don't have to align on everything. Okay, 
But I need you to assure me that when you're getting, you're going to represent me. It's all about representation. Okay. But there is no perfect candidate. When I think of a candidate, I think of someone who's human. So I want to hear how you made mistakes in life. I want to hear how, you know, you wake up every day and you have doubts. Mm -hmm. But I also want to see how you lead. I want to feel like I can relate to you. Absolutely. Politicians are coming off as if they're from another planet or so. Mm -hmm. And it's bad. Aren't they are? They kind of are from another planet. I mean, did you get it out? Because I wanted to jump in on that one. Go ahead. please. They kind of are from another planet. When you look at the politicians that we have today, most of them come from a particular background. You come from a middle class to a uh, middle class to upper class family. You go to college. You go to usually go to a really good college and go to law school. And the next thing you know, you come out, you run for public office and then the sky's the limit from there. Right. That's usually the trajectory of the politicians that we currently have. Mm -hmm. Right. For the majority. Yep. That. For the large majority of the country, that is not how we live. That, I was that, that say is not that. that is not how we were brought up. You no. know, it's really hard for people to go to college. I mean, and when you look at the when you look at how much it costs to go to college, that, that's like a huge deterrent within itself. But to piggyback on what you were saying, when you want a politician that looks like you, I I completely agree. I want a politician that you know missed the bill here and there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe your credit was bad a couple of years ago. You right. know, I need a politician that, you know, maybe you did get locked up for selling weed on the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I don't know. I don't know. But I need to feel like there's something real about the person that's on screen representing me or going up to the White House that is speaking for me and my people. Because the versions that we're getting right now doesn't represent that. And that sentiment is being resonated across the entire country. Yeah. Well, and, and if, in some way or the other, you know, it might not be the same story that you and I have being black men coming from the hood. That is, that's our story. Right. But there's people who have their own individual stories out there that are looking for politicians that look like now. Right. And that's okay to want that, you know, but to go back to the whole, they're from another planet was very insulting. Is when I see politicians who come from the neighborhoods, okay, and they're asking questions like, you know, what is it in a community that they have to do, blah, like they never lived in it, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. So that's insulting for them to go in a community, live in it, and go into office and become corrupt and go against the same people that put you in there. That's unfortunate. It's super unfortunate. I mean, but the system's rigged, right? D- yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not rigged. Yeah, I like I, you rigged. put me in a trick box there. It, it's rigged to a certain extent. I don't want to sound like Donald Trump here. <laughs> so, speaking of complex statements, different views, different perspectives, it's the impeachment. One thing that is jumping out is how split we are over this guy and over whether or not we should impeach this guy. And it's to the point where they are literally distorting facts. If you watch the the hearings that have been going on for the past five days, the first thing that you notice is there's two sides. He did it. He didn't do it. And everything that they say from that originates from those sides. There is no, I don't know. I it's might a shit show. with that. It's a shit show. I think actually they're admitting that he did do it, but there's nothing wrong with it. They haven't even said that yet. And that would be a stronger argument if the GOP would say, 
hey, you know what? Yeah, he did do it. But is it that is it impeachable? If they would go ahead and get to that question, then they would probably have a stance to actually look credible. But when you come in and the first thing you do is is try to beat up the process and then you come in and you withhold information from the process and claim that the system isn't fair. That makes little sense to me, even if the majority who is the Democrats, even if they decide to, you know, make rules that are in their favor, they can do that. They're in the majority because when you're in the majority, what do you do? Make decisions. You make decisions that benefit your side. That's that's part of the game. However, if you want to use the argument of fair, then you kind of have to be honorable throughout the process. You can't just be, oh, it has to be fair. And then you're playing those same dirty tricks and games. Yeah. Let's take a step back. And first of all, a lot of people is getting confused with the fact when you say impeach, that means that you want the removal of the president. Now, conviction in the Senate is part of the impeachment process. Mm -hmm. However, if you are not convicted in the Senate, you are still impeached in the House of Representatives. Yeah. So in history, you would be considered impeached. Mm -hmm. No president have been convicted after impeachment. Yeah, we haven't kicked one out. Okay. We, we haven't kicked one out. Nixon, he decided to leave before he even was uh, voted impeached in the House. Yeah. He just left because he knew that uh, the majority had it. And re let's, let's be honest. Republicans, his buddies were calling him and saying, we don't want to do this. Right. You need to step down. Right. Because he was caught. Yeah, I he would tell called? you. Thank you for I telling like, me. James, get your ass. Step down. They caught me. They caught you. They caught me. God damn it. This is very complex, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with impeachment. This is very clear. This is about the president of the United States withholding military aid from Ukraine until they dug up dirt on Joe Biden. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is, am I, am I right? Pretty much. All right. So now we have someone that told the story. Mm -hmm. I will refer you to the impeachment episode of Off Center so you could get the details on that. Okay, that, that's a backstory so, now. We yeah. told y'all this was going to so be long going. We told, so that's up to you. Right now, we've had several witnesses testify in public. Let the record show because I have some of my Republican buddies listening. Republicans said that we need the whistleblower. We need to talk to the whistleblower. We still have not done that. All right. They said the whistleblower ought to testify in public, but they want firsthand information. If you go back to the transcript of the whistleblower, the whistleblower stated how he basically did not have firsthand knowledge of this information. Yeah, that's a GOP talking point. Talking point. So they want my question from that point. to my Republican buddies out mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. is if you wanted it in public, first of all, you wanted it in public. Now it's in public. Then you said that you wanted firsthand knowledge, but you want the whistleblower to come out as well. Why do you want the whistleblower if you know the whistleblower don't have firsthand knowledge? I got one even better for you. How about everybody that has firsthand but, knowledge, you won't even let testify? Exactly. That's tricks and games. And then they want to holler that the, yes. the system isn't fair. And you know what? You, know, you want to be really, really, really honest? Really honest? Legally. Legally. Democrats don't have a strong enough case to convict. Legally, they don't. But impeachment... I, I don't, I'm not sure. No, I got you. No, check it out. Because impeachment is actually a political process, right? Yes. It's a political process. Did he do it? Is he wrong? Do I think he should be removed? Bribery is a crime. Bri bribery? Bribery mm -hmm. is a crime. Mm, 
Well, I don't know. I don't, about I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that if... I don't think this is criminal. I just don't think this is criminal. I think this is egregious. I think this is a slap in the face to the uh, office of the presidency. I think this is a removable act. But I do not think that this is criminal. I don't think this is criminal uh, because it's within his abilities to do that because he is the president of the United States. It's abuse of power. Absolutely. Hands down. It's abuse of power. But abuse of power doesn't always constitute to a criminal. Okay. Act. So with that being said, this is a political process. So why does that even matter if it's legally? That's what I said. That's, that's I said. a Republican talking point. That's what, no, that's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying I, it's not it's not criminal, but it is worth enough to get him out the chair. So okay, see, you, you got me to okay, say it anyway. So see, okay, you, you got me to say it anyway. But I mean, the guy he he doesn't stand up to where the president of the United States should be at. He just right. doesn't. So, he isn't fit for right. office. So what James is saying is, with when it comes to impeaching a president, you can impeach the president for something that is not an illegal act, quote unquote, in the real world. Yeah, it's like okay. getting fired. So when you think about impeachment, don't think about getting locked up. Think about getting fired from right. your job. Like for example. You work at a sandwich shop and your buddy comes in and you give your buddy a free sandwich. And then your boss comes and says, you know what? I'm just going to fire you. They're not going to send you to jail for giving out that free sandwich unless you don't give out 500 free sandwiches. Now, that's criminal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But giving out one sandwich, no. More than likely, they're not going to send you to jail, but they will fire you. Yeah. And you should be held accountable to that. You definitely should be held accountable. I I agree. I agree. So, you know, and talking about the impeachment thing. Who's your favorite character out of this whole series? Adam Schiff. Oh my God. Adam Schiff 2028. I recognize myself. Thank you, gentlemen. Dude, like this his one liners have been like classic. Yeah. They've been classic. So all right, the testimony. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. Which testimony? Of Solomon. Solomon. Okay, so guys, if you don't know, there's been like crazy amounts of testimonies going on uh this week we've had five hearings uh right and a and for anyone who's not political Mm -hmm. basically a hearing is like a testimony it's like when you stand in front of the trial the the judges and they just sit here and ask you a series of questions and basically they just grill you right they just grill you you know they catch you in a corner and ask you all the questions in the world tell they want to know your dna type and i'm just lying but it yep. feels like that. It feels like you're being interrogated. It's an interrogation, pretty much. Right. So, like James said, there's been a line or a series of uh, hearings going on from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it continued this week. But this week was a bombshell. Yeah. Because we really aren't looking for anything new. All we need is confirmation. And when I say we, I mean the American people because mm-hmm. we deserve to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we know something about a quid pro quo or a bribery or but we never really tied Trump to it. And we had bits and pieces. And the guy you're about to talk about, in my opinion, just put it all together. Throughout the impeachment process, one of the biggest arguments by the GOP or the Republican Party has been that the witnesses and the, the individuals who the Democrat has chosen to listen to and to bring forth, those individuals have been hearing the information through other individuals. Right. And, and so the argument has been hearsay. For example, they would come up and say, well, I heard this from someone else that said Trump told them this. Right. right. Republicans like I ain't Is going that, for did, that. I, did I put enough people in between? Mm-hmm. Did I do it right? Okay. Yeah. So or if 
I heard that the Popeye's chicken sandwich was amazing from Billy because Billy saw somebody else eat it, right? Yeah. Right? Is that, right. Is that, I didn't even eat it. He didn't even eat but it. But I saw somebody else eat it, and but I, I told somebody, you what right. I saw. Right. Right. Okay, so that's been the argument. Republicans are like, nah, we're not going to fly from that. And to a degree, I can understand the argument. It's a strong stance. You, I mean, but it's not, it's not perfect. I know Alaska has snow. And I've never been to Alaska, but I know that to be a fact. There you go. Hmm. There you go. Or does it? Which part of Alaska are we talking about? Oh, come on. See, it's it's not perfect. But anywho, moving on. So the most explosive testimony, mind you, there were testimonies from Maria Yovanovitch, who I am definitely going to talk about in a little bit. She's the ambassador to Ukraine or the former ambassador to Ukraine. We had uh, Kurt Volker, who is the special envoy or ex-special envoy to Ukraine. There was Gordon Sondland. This is the guy who dropped the bomb on the Trump administration this week. And we had uh, a couple of other officials that were tucking at your heartstrings and trying to get you to to be on the side of the Democrats. And they did a really good job. I'm just going to be honest about it. Now, James, before you you go into that, Basically, guys, these people are people who are hired to represent America overseas. That's where you get the ambassadors and things like that. Yep. I just don't want you to get lost when James is explaining. And the only thing you need to do to be an ambassador is pay the president a million dollars. Oh, Because that's exactly what Gordon Sondland did. Gordon Sondland is the current UK ambassador. So Wait, can I ask you something? What's up? Why is the UK ambassador... In Ukraine, a really good question. Uh, a lot of Democrats were asking that during the hearings. So it's not really uncommon for the UK ambassador to have some dealings with Ukraine. But, you know, all the final say so's definitely have to go through the Ukrainian ambassador, hands down. So someone gets on stage. Yeah, he gets on stage Wednesday and on stage <laughs> on stage because this was a show. That's this is this, all of this was a show. He gets on in front of the hearings, in front of the microphone and basically he provides the Democratic Party with what they've been looking for. They've been looking for someone who has been connected to Trump, who is directly connected to Trump, and that who is willing to say, hey, there was something going on here. So Sondland got in front of the mics and he admitted to there being a quid pro quo for the meeting with President Trump and for the investigations into Burisma, which means dirt on biden boom so in a way that they found out that solomon 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 Solomon. salmon no (laughs) salmon stop it (laughs) so his name is complicated sondland sondland yeah so the yeah the way it's like a bad disney movie sondland Sondland. (laughs) yeah so yeah the way they knew that that he had direct communication with the president is because we had testimony from others that said that they heard a phone or it was actually one person that said that he heard Solomon mm-hmm. call the president. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. while it was at lunch and the president was talking so loudly that he could hear him. That was Holcomb or whatever his name is. Yeah, something a- Holmes. Holmes. That's it. Yeah. Holmes. Yeah. Holmes so is the- Holmes. And Holmes works with who? He works with Taylor, right? Is it Taylor? Bill Taylor. Yeah. Are we sure? No. Okay, so... Because there's so many people. Right. Okay. I don't want to get mixed up here. Now... Looking up Holmes. Holmes and Solomon is at lunch. Solomon calls the president and says, 
the Ukrainian president loves your ass. Donald Trump says, so they're going to do the deal? He says, yes, they're going to do the deal. That's how we know that Solomon had direct knowledge because Holmes exploited it all. So guess what? They asked him to testify in Congress, and that's where he dropped the bombshell. William Taylor is Holmes' boss. High five. Woo. We did good. Yep. Yes. We did Because this good. is complicated. This shit Oh, my crazy. God. It's complicated. I don't, I don't expect anybody listening to this to understand what the hell we're talking about. I really don't. I, I don't either. I really don't. I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I've, I know. So... If, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what this, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's been a crazy ass week. You you, you got crooked politicians across the world, but you, this you. guy takes the Circle cake. Circle back. Yes. This yes. guy takes the cake. This is know. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I I don't I don't understand why. I don't understand not why, but how you have half of the the what do you call those people who represent us? Half of Congress. <laughs> right. Half of Congress is just act like nothing's wrong with this. And yeah, because they are they're crooked. This goes right back to the episode. Crooked politicians. They all crooked. Yes. It's horrible. Yes. They're all crooked. It's horrible. And what kills me is like the way they craft their arguments. It's the most artistic thing I've seen ever. Prime example, Jim Jordan. Oh, that guy. Do yourself a favor. YouTube Jim Jordan. Yeah. And I apologize in advance, but just do it. Because you need this exposure. And he doesn't wear a sports jacket. You need to know that this guy exists. You need to know that there are more people like him. And oh yeah, also look up Stephonic. Yeah. That lady, she's got something stuck up her hoo-hoo. But you know, it's just weird how, you know, people, especially who voted for Trump, drain the swamp. I'm tired of crooked politicians. We on a Trump bashing session. I am not. I am stating facts. Okay. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you have the president of the United States involved in a cover-up. Mm-hmm. Openly mm-hmm. have scandals every single day mm-hmm. a shoe drops. And we just go by and we ignore it. Why? Why are we doing this? You know, what, this this is the definition of corruption. It's it's what kills me is that this is the highest office in the land and democracy dies in the darkness. Yeah. That's not my quote. That's a really famous quote. Oh, okay. I thought That's that not was my quote, but I was going to write demo- that down. Demar- democracy dies in darkness. But oh, yeah, I I think I think it's really pathetic. What are we what are we giving our the generations after us? That's what I'm saying. This is pathetic. This is awful. There's no honor to it. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it and I love all my fans and I love Republicans. But if you're still on this Trump bandwagon, Something is wrong with you. And I don't mean like, you know, you have a mental illness or anything like that. I mean, you are OK with corruption. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say you are OK with corruption. You have to be. I, I don't even, don't even want to say that. I don't want to I don't want to go that far. But I what, I, well, what I will say is you don't care about nobody else but yourself. And no, I said it. If you are a Trump voter or a Trump supporter and you want you one of those 33 percent. If you wanted them, you don't really care for your fellow neighbor or nothing like that. You don't. You couldn't. You, you have could to not. like something you, at this you guy. You could saying. not. You could not. You could not care. You you have to be operating from a selfish a selfish perspective. And you know, it's this kind of talk that won Trump the election last time. But I don't know if so right. I don't know. I don't know if the country is going to let this happen again. Like here's the thing. Like we can see here, we can make predictors on what's going to happen in 2020, right? If he wins this time. 
this time I don't know if I can get with the actual results. If yeah. I believe, well, the be only true. way is to do it, he knows how to do it. He suppresses the vote. Mm-hmm. You know, screaming all of these conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and it's just about it's what what do you believe in? And and I wish you would tell me so about tariffs. Which, by the way, James, we are in the month of almost December. This mm-hmm. is November, mm-hmm. um, and I know you're a fan of those tariffs. The farmers got their checks. Shut up. Okay, so they've we're gonna paid. say that for the next episode because I have paid. a kind of argument. They for are that. good, you know. Actually, you know they they're say, not good. You know what? A lot of them say. A lot of them say we wished we could have invested this in our land. Instead. Oh, I am gonna fact check that. Oh, go who ahead. said that? Go ahead, New York Times. Okay, send me that article, buddy. Not a problem. But yeah, so with Trump and his tariffs and his what else he do? Tax cuts. His tax cuts. Now that that is an episode. Yes. On his own, the tax cut. And it's coming up the tax season too. Yeah. Are you winning? Am I winning? Yeah. Are you tired of winning? Am I tired of winning? Mm Mm-hmm. He said when he becomes president, you're gonna be tired of winning. Yeah, shut up. I want to throw this microphone at you. (laughs) Shut up. Because you know James loves this guy for his policies. I mean, some of his policies are cold blooded. It's just the way he does that, you know. And and you can go back to episode one of this podcast, the pilot episode. My thing with Trump is I love his policies. Sometimes I really do. I, I I I'm pro wall. Wow, I'm pro wall. Are you pro mounts and I'm pro, alligators? I'm pro. I'm did pro you, wall. Did I mention how he wanted to shoot migrants in the legs? Don't be mad, but to look, slow them down. But listen, I'm pro wall. I'm pro tariffs. I'm not necessarily pro tax cuts. I'm really not pro tax cuts because you got to pay for this shit. Which is dumb that he did a tax cut on himself. I'm. I'm. I am pro being a not necessarily a bully, but being tough internationally. I'm. I'm pro that. I'm pro roar on China. We don't even know if what he's doing overseas is legal. I'm not saying the corruption piece, but you can give off the persona of being the biggest guy on the block. Yeah. And he, Trump does that with ease. Perception is reality. Perception is real. See, and that's like some kind of spell. He don't cast it over the world because that's what he's doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we got to close this out. So, just to talk about something that's just not politics related right okay let me talk about this oh, so this fucking chicken sandwich. yes all right guys <laughs> i finally tried the fucking chicken sandwich okay so i go to popeye's oh, wait you didn't tell me you had it i did you actually ate it yeah was it amazing oh that's because you was out of town mm. was it uh, amazing okay i have to explain this it's an experience so did you I, get the pickles no okay because i don't eat condiments okay so Okay, boom, I go into Popeye's. Now, suburb life, you know, you go into Popeye's, you in and out. Mm-hmm. Boom, not like that. Chicken sandwich line out the door, the drive through in the street. So I go in, I get my little chicken sandwich. I go up to the uh, cashier or whatever, and I say, I want what everybody wants. Mm. And she said, I have it ready for you. I was like, is this? But I thought it got spicy or mild. So this is a fact, guys. There is no difference in the chicken patty. What makes it original versus spicy is the sauce. Mm. If you don't want it spicy, you have to say no sauce. You know what? So when you bite into it, it's juicy. It's crispy. It's life. I'm going to take your word for it. I don't know if I'm ready to spend $10 for a damn chicken sandwich. It was $5. It was only $5? Yeah. 
That's it. Was it just a sandwich for five dollars? Oh, did you? Get oh, a, yeah. You got a drink and a fry? No. See, this is my cheap ass. Anywho, <laughs> you guys need to watch the fucking debates. The debates happened this week. There was the uh, impeachment. It consumed the world. It consumed your TV. But there was also a Democratic debate that was held in Atlanta at Tyler Perry Studios. Atlanta. Bill, do you have anything memorable to say about this debate? Um, Pete Buttigieg to me, he was on fire. Pete Buttigieg. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to hype him up because I don't. I like Pete, but I don't want him to be the candidate. I like Pete. Me too. And Pete did a really strong performance. He did. He jumped on. He's jumping on this momentum that's coming off after these Iowa polls and that Iowa dinner. He said that he wake up sometimes and he doubt his place in society. You that know, touched me. Moving on. So yeah, Pete Buttigieg, you liked him. Yeah. Okay, you like. He was my. Judge. He was my top pick. He did good. He did good. My top pick was actually Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah, she did good too. I liked Kamala. Kamala gave me some fire. It seemed I like my mama was up there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I liked Kamala. I think she had the spice that I've been looking for. This is right up her lane. This is yeah. right up her lane. Right. The, the, the momentum right. of the day. Not winning. With of course but, not. She's not tired of winning. Of course not. <laughs> but uh, just the momentum of impeaching Trump and. Or, or the impeachment process and just angry. I, I don't want to go. Don't, don't wanna, you say that. I don't want to feed their stereotype. So I'm not going to feed their stereotype. However, I will say I am pro women that baby. she played the role amazingly last night during the debates. Also, um, I think Warren had a really strong performance too. I'm sick of her. Don't be sick of Warren. Don't you I'm see? sick of this te- school teacher trying to teach me. Hey, don't be sick of her. I want a mama. Uh, I want Kamala. Uh, finally, last hot topic. Has Kanye come to your city yet? Yeah. Has he blessed you? He He's blessed some of my peers. He's blessed some of your peers? And I'm okay with that because I love my people. I actually tried to go and the tickets were sold out. Yeah. And that was just mind-boggling to me that people would really flock to see Kanye West. Yeah. Is he like actually conducting a sermon? Yeah. And he asked Kim K. It's a tour, actually. They're all going to hell. Yeah. He asked Kim K. to cover up now. Look at the pictures. Okay, you know what else? Next thing, we're going to be having some real handmade shit yeah. going on. Kim going to be wearing a red hood, and we just going to all be concerned <laughs> and worried I, what's going on. Yeah. I like the little Chick-fil-A song. I do not support Chick-fil-A, but I do like Chick-fil-A, the song that Kanye made. You know? Oh, he made a... Kanye actually made a song for Chick-fil-A? It's not for Chick-fil-A, but he keeps saying that oh, somebody is oh, his Chick-fil-A. Al- it's on his album. It's right. on his album. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've, heard, I've heard the song. All right, man. Well, let's close this out for today. Um, you got some closing remarks for us? Do I have some closing remarks? Dude, come on. With this week? Okay, let me think. Summoning my magical powers from Marion Williamson. Oh, no. Marion Williamson, embody my spirit and soul. <laughs> okay, guys. Here, here it is. Um, the country's in a really, really interesting space. We're divided. Some of us don't know if we can really get with what's going on in the status quo or the, the new status quo. Some of us feel that everything is going on just fine. Some of us don't even care. And it's these mixes of concern for the state of our country that probably has a lot of us feeling a little out of whack. Um, this is really tough. This week has been zapping. I don't I don't even yeah. know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I almost want to break up, break down and pray for it. Just pray on the microphone. But yeah, if if anybody was wondering how a country operates when it's divided, this is it. This is it. Like I'm, I'm actually speechless. Yeah, this like, is it. This is it. So, shit, vote. 
vote. Pay attention, please. Please turn on the TV and pay attention. This guy, this guy's ridiculous. Follow the facts. And what's even scarier is that he has an entire coalition mm-hmm. behind him. Be blessed, y'all. Oh, yeah. Follow us off center now. Off center now on Twitter. Bye. Yo, let's go to Popeyes. I'm excited.